The Morning Hookup on ESPN Lincoln. Happy Hump Day. Welcome in the morning, Huckout. Bill Hucks, Will Wilson. Halfway through the week, folks. And it's going to be a beautiful day outside. Like 54 and low wind. No way. No, it's not happening. I can't. I can't. I kind of knew the answer to that. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, you want to, though. I do. Well, a lot of people want to. Right? Wouldn't you if you could? Or are you? Yeah, you're right. I mean, people out there, it does kind of sound like we're talking about sex, but no, we're talking about golf. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> we didn't specify what exactly we were well, talking about. they know it's implied. No, I don't know if a lot of people thought we were talking about golf. Could have sounded like we were talking about some other things. What? Boy, this is going to be a day. Already is. Happy Wednesday, Hooks. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Nice uh, socks hat on you got there. Like that? Yeah. yeah. It's one of my hats I picked up from the team. Very good. From the team. Yeah. Thanks, Coach Matt. Yep. I don't I, I don't I don't see my hat anywhere. You know, I'm a Wait a I'm minute. A, I'm a big supporter of the team. Wait a minute. I'm a big supporter of the team, so next time I see you, hook me up. You're gonna have to come out and watch the dogs play this year. Oh, yeah, I Watch will. Watch him play. I could do that. Watch him play. Oh, yeah. It's coming together. It's coming together. How was the night? You didn't have anything. You just kind of chilled, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do a dang thing. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. It was really nice, actually. Always nice to have those nights. I had one of those nights, too. I had um, Ty. The kids had stuff until 5 o'clock. We were done at, like, 5 o'clock, 5.15. We had to get them a couple places, and then we were back home at, like, 5.45. Just relaxing. Chilling. Did you have a drink? One. I did. I knew it. I knew it. Um, I knew it. I, um, yeah, my wife was gone. And I will tell you this. It did not happen. My wife was gone, and she knew I was, I was doing a bunch of stuff, and I was watching stupid basketball game. What? Which one? The Tar Heels, because they were uninspired basketball, got whooped in the first half, and then tried to act like they're going to play better in the second half, and they did. And another loss, three straight, terrible. They're terrible. So she did text me. She's at a friend's house, and she's like, hey, you doing a couple I'm fine. I literally got up in a halftime, and I like I vacuumed. What? I got the vacuum out. Why? Well, because we have a dog, and like, Right now, the backyard, it's just soggy. So she's coming in and bringing crap in. So I kind of cleaned the floors, vacuumed around the kitchen, the couch. I took the cushions off the couch, vacuumed inside our couch. Wow. I was staying away from it. But? I got the okay. She's like, it's okay. Are you serious? So I just, one singular, one. Yeah, just so if you miss. She gave me the, like, she gave me the, it's okay, but don't, like, go crazy. Because I, you know, I was... In an emotional state at halftime of games. 
if you missed uh, the conversation yesterday, Hooks's wife is trying not to drink this week, and he was going to do it with her, but apparently that did not go well last night. It, okay, let me ask you this. She did not, by the way. She is still yeah, I believe her. two days. I believe you. But I had a feeling that, you know, with the Tar Heel game going on and... I told you it's situational. It is. If, if, I believe you. I would say if it wasn't, if, if they didn't play last night, I, pr- I wouldn't have. It would have been like a random, like, if let's just say it would have been the K-State TCU game that would have been on, I'd have watched that, but I would not have had one. Like tonight, 5.30, Nebraska. But I won't. That's yeah. at 5.30? 5.30. We have practice tonight, so you don't do it on practice days. Oh, okay. Right. Nope. Yeah, so that's smart. Nope. That's, so that's tonight smart. Will be a, tonight will be another off night. Okay. Well, you know, again, there's a difference between needing something and wanting something. Yeah. I just, at that moment, just wanted to have one because I needed to, whatever, I don't know. But it was one singular. And I did okay. Then I went to bed and slept really well. Good. Yeah, because you had trouble sleeping the other night, right? Oh, yeah. 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 You know, part of that was because I took a 45-minute nap. When I don't remember the last time I had a 45-minute nap after I got home from work. Or on the weekends. I don't even understand those. That sounds really nice. It was nice the other night when I just, like, knocked down a nap. I know a guy that we're about to call that doesn't get naps. He doesn't get naps. His kids are like, his kids are awesome, by the way. They hung out the other night. It was awesome. And it's one Robin Washington here in a minute. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Thank gosh. Woo. Uh-oh. Hello. One Robin Washit. Robin Washit. What's up, brother? It's partying. Partying. All day, all day. I'm jealous. He's jealous. Will's jealous you're partying. Yeah, I know. Will uh, likes to party. I will tell you, after hanging out with you guys in the night, I know you party all the time. <laughs> well, you know, I, I picked my spots now. I, in my younger days, I could certainly party all the time. Yeah. Now, now I'm good for like, you know, I have one good night. But I need recovery. Yeah. yeah, and I think there's a lot. There's a lot of electricity in your house. We got to hang out, and uh, there are no videos that will surface from the party that happened the other night. I Absolutely promise. Absolutely not. Those no. cannot come out. <laughs> Robin, we were also just talking about like, um, and you'll you, you'll relate to a couple of these because uh, the other Sunday, no Monday, Monday morning, my wife woke up. She's like, you know what? I think I'm not going to have any uh, beverages during the week anymore. I was like, I'm just going to like tag yeah. back no more during the week. And then she looked at me and she gives you this look, me this look, and goes, you want to do it with me? <laughs> no. How do you answer the question when they're like, are you on my side or not? Yeah, like, <laughs> hint, hint, no. Like, uh, yeah, my, my wife is also, she, she feels far more guilt about enjoying herself than I do and she's like I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break for a while all right well have fun yeah so I did it yeah by by the way I did it on Monday I got one day in (laughs) one day in I did it yeah you need it I did it one day's plenty one day's plenty well then I was gonna keep rolling and I was telling her and I was telling Will like the situational stuff for me like I texted her yesterday afternoon late afternoon I'm like yeah that's going well blah blah I'm like hey you know the Tar Heels play tonight and then she sent back, like, what does that mean? I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, what, what, you know exactly what that means. Like, yep. 
there's things that come along with that. So I gave it a sh- I gave it a shot until halftime, and she's like, "You doing okay?" I'm like, "Sure." She was gone with friends, and then she's like, "You know it's okay," and so I did have one, one, one singular yesterday. Yes, that's, that's fine. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I will tell you on Monday when I didn't, because again, you'll relate to this as well as the fact that uh, something that eludes us all the time, especially those with kids. Um. I was doing everything I could. I'm like, yeah, I'm good, man. I don't need one on a Monday. I went in um, one of the rooms in our house uh, in the den, and I fell asleep oh. for 45 minutes. What is a nap? I don't understand those. Wow. Wow. You're just rubbing it in my face right now. You get, you get to have naps? Those I see. Wow. Yeah. Like, you can't I mean, even, like, I know you can't even sneak away for a nap. No. The best chance I have is, like, sleeping with my kids, and that just doesn't happen because you got a lot to accomplish when they're down. So, like, literally, there's there's no wiggle room there. Oh, yep. God. Yeah, see, Will? Jeez. I yeah, just, just know what you're getting yourself into. I'm glad you guys talk about this so I'm yeah. prepared someday. But <laughs> or not. Man. You're never I'm going to drag these yeah, years no, out. Say, don't even pretend like you're going to be prepared. It no. just hits you, and you yeah, got to deal with it. Right in the face, the arms, the legs. Everywhere else, lower, lower as well until they grow up. Oh, yeah, lots of those. So uh, we got Robin Watch, HuskerLine.com, hanging on us. Robin, speaking of something that did get accomplished, the Huskers got a much-needed win against Penn State at home by a monumental performance uh, by Casey Tamanaga, who were shooting him from, uh, it didn't matter, he crossed half court and he was ready to fire him up the other night. Yeah, he was firing away from Alliance and Scott's Bluff and, basically the entire panhandle on a couple of those and you know when he's feeling it that's what he can do um and i know nebraska's been waiting a long time for him to kind of get into the current groove that he's in right now but you know that was kind of the the pinnacle of what has been a really good seven or eight game stretch for him where i mean he's been by far their best source of offense as far as just scoring is concerned uh for a team that needs every bit of it that they can get uh so i think over the last (laughs) I believe I wrote this today. I believe it was over the last seven. Um, he's averaging like over 15 points per game, shooting over 50% from the field, mm-hmm. and over like 43% from three-point range. Uh, you'll take that all day, and um, you know that's that's a really important um, development for Nebraska. Uh, like I said, just just not only for this season, but you know, so assuming they can get him back uh, for another year, um, that's that's a bona fide. Big Ten level scorer that you can um, maybe not build around, but certainly um, prioritize in next season's roster. After you know, there's going to be some significant turnover losing the seniors. We're, we're talking to Robin Wash and Robin. Go back to that game against Penn State. Obviously, Kese went off, but outside of Kese, what else do you think helped us win that game? Well, they didn't turn the ball over. Mm. Season low seven turnovers after a stretch of fifteen or more over the last three games. Um, so, I mean, Nebraska finally stayed out of its own way, and they won the game comfortably. So direct correlation there, and they won the rebounding margin. That's defined the season as much as any stat all year. They're 11-2. and two. All 11 wins have come when they win the rebounding margin, um, and they're winless when they don't. So, uh, like I said, if you want to know, look at a stat for why Nebraska won or why it didn't, just look at the boards because um, there's a clear defined um you know, connection there uh, between Nebraska's success and, and failures. So um, they didn't turn it over. They rebounded well. They got an elite-level scoring performance from, from Casey and um, got enough from the cast around him, and that's the exact formula 
Nebraska has to have night in, night out if they're going to you know have a chance against anyone. And you know, we could say it again tonight against Michigan, um, you know, the, or the weekend. So I mean, like every, every game they play, those are the things that that have to happen for Nebraska to have a chance. And when you don't, when they don't happen, uh, you you see the results. Um, some of Nebraska's worst performances are when they are sloppy with the basketball and they get dominated on the glass. So um, look at those two things. Now, obviously, you need big individual performances like they got out of Tominaga, but uh, importantly, they need a collective effort um, you know, with their ball handling, with their defense, and, and, and on the rebound. Well, and you mentioned the, that word, the, the supporting cast, and I think you, you've alluded to this uh, quite often since the injuries of uh, the two starters. It's the, the freshman cast and what they have done, and they've been developing game after game when you look at Lawrence, Denham Dawson, Sam Hoiberg. Talk about those guys because – um, they've they've done a lot. I mean, they've it, it looks like a little, but it turns out to be a lot. Especially you look at Sam, you look at the defense of Dawson, and then the emergence now of like uh, Demarcus Lawrence, who's he, he's kind of feeling his way around a little bit right now. Yeah, he's grown up a lot. He made some huge plays down the stretch against Penn State. Um, you know, not not on just with his shooting. Um, you know, he made a big critical three pointer uh, in the final minutes. Um, that kind of kept Nebraska with a comfortable cushion and then hit two big free throws uh, in the final minute to, to put the, the bow on it. He had another big defensive rebound. You know, he had a couple you know, big defensive plays um, late in that game. So you know, for, a, for a freshman to, to step up and make those types of plays where you know, he's not just benefiting off a good kick out for a three-pointer, like he's, he's actively making critical winning plays on both ends of the floor – um, that's that's really important. You know, so I'm, you know, mentioned turning ahead to next year, what they can build around. Obviously, you know, Tominaga's evolution is uh, right at the top, but Jamarcus Lawrence isn't far behind um, mm-hmm. with uh, just what the potential that he's showing. And every time he takes the floor, he looks like he's getting better and better. So, you know, I know um, Trey Demps, he's a former Northwestern guard. He's an analyst on uh, Big Ten Network mm-hmm. right now. And um, I, I kind of enjoy his insight. He's He's really high on Jamarcus. He said that Jamarcus is going to be a problem in the Big Ten uh, in the next year or two. So, you know, Nebraska's got some pieces, and this season kind of is what it is, I guess, with the way the schedule shapes up with all the home games, I guess, like you can maybe (laughs) hope for, uh, you know, a a couple more wins down the stretch here. But, you know, my focus is more just on, you know, assuming that uh, Fred Hoiberg's back another year, you know, what they're going to be able to build around for next year and some of these young pieces that you know they're they're learning the hard way right now but how much that's going to make them better going into next season to where you have a, a pretty darn good core to build around and if you can supplement that with high level transfers you know like a, a go-to scorer or a um, you know, starting point guard or maybe another big um, you know that um, could shape, make things interesting next season with this new philosophy that Nebraska's undertaken and um, how much improved they are defensively um, and as a rebounding team. And if you can pair that with um, a group of, of young players that understand the Big Ten, have gone through the, the grind of this conference schedule together and what has really been a, a gauntlet of a schedule from start to finish, you know that that's going to make that team feel a little bit different than any that Fred's had. You know, with with how much more established they are in this new direction he wants to take this program. We're talking to Robin Washington with HuskerOnline.com. So in terms of goals, 
for this team. I was kind of thinking about this, and obviously the NIT is maybe a stretch. In terms of goals, what do you think about us trying to not play on day one of the Big Ten tournament? I think it's doable. They're a game out of 10th place right now, so yeah, I think it's certainly doable. The Big Ten standings are just kind of log-jammed right Mm -hmm. now uh, after Purdue, and so you know they've got an opportunity to certainly stay out of that, that first game, which you know, that's a big deal, um, you know, for, for a team to, to not have to ride into that. Those games are so weird, too, because they play in these big NBA arenas, and, like, nobody's there because um, they only have, like, four teams mm-hmm. even on site. So it's just a weird crowd. It's a weird vibe and kind of a coin flip uh, in those situations. So to, you know, to, to give yourself an extra day, um, you know, allow your chance to, uh, a chance to scout a little bit longer and, um, you know all that stuff. There's there's a lot of value there, and then just the you know, the morale of it that you're not in the last place games. You know you're you're already uh, in in day two without having to play a game. So there's there's a lot of value of that. And then again, for a young team to be able to finish strong and and get to that point, uh, I think that would be a real high note for a season that you know has had some highs, but also a lot of lows along the way. Uh, Robin, to say tonight's game uh, five thirty against Michigan that the deck is stacked against you is probably an understatement when you load through all the stats of the uh, never winning in, in Ann Arbor, the margin of victory um, that, that we've lost by in the last few meetings, Hunter Dickerson. Um, it, it looks like a David versus a Goliath. How does Nebraska uh, hang in this one? Well, it's, it's interesting because this Michigan team isn't nearly what they used to be, I guess, previous years. Have been. They still have Dickinson, who's as good as any big as there is in the country, mm-hmm. and so Nebraska has to stop him first and foremost. But you know they have Jet Howard, who's you know one of the better freshmen in the league. Um, but you know they they don't have that like all Big Ten level like senior guard that they normally have. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Michigan's been vulnerable this year. They've been up and down just like Nebraska has, where they have big signature victories, but they also have bad losses. Um, so you never know what you're going to get from them. Just kind of the same thing you could say from Nebraska. So we'll we'll see which team shows up tonight. Um, saw the lines eleven and a half. Yep. So Vegas is expecting a lopsided Michigan victory, but you know you, you never know, especially if Nebraska is able to bottle up all the things they did right against Penn State, and for the first time all year, take it on the road and do it in consecutive games. You know they're they're gonna have a shot to make it interesting, but certainly anytime you go to the Chrysler Center, Chrysler Center, that's that's a tough place to play. Nebraska's never won in Ann Arbor. They're 0-11. I think they're 0-8 all-time um, in the Chrysler Center. I think since they joined the Big Ten, like you said, the margin of victory is like over 17 points um, in favor of Michigan in, in those last meetings. So uh, certainly a, a daunting task ahead. But you know, like I said, if you catch Michigan where they're kind of going through the motions a little bit, maybe they're looking past Nebraska, um, then you know you, you never know. But Nebraska, like I said, they – there's a very specific uh, formula that the Huskers have to follow to compete against anybody, let alone a team like Michigan on the road. But if they can follow that formula, um, they'll, they'll at least have a chance to, to make it interesting towards down the stretch. Hey, Robin, how much, tonight, how much of the game plan do you think uh, defensively? Um, obviously, Derek Walker would be a key here because obviously we need him on the floor a ton without fouling. Do you think that there'll be a – because you have Hunter Dickinson, obviously. He'll be the – focal point but to get the big guy can also step out and shoot the three 
as well. How much defensively do you think they'll arrange it around him and also to keep Walker out of foul trouble? Yeah, they have to double every time. <laughs> and the problem with that um, is, you know, not only has Hunter evolved his perimeter shooting game, but he's an excellent passer mm-hmm. out of the post. And so you you go double, maybe even triple team him when he gets the ball. Michigan's really good at cutting to the hoop and him finding them, just throwing the ball over the top of guys for easy layups or, or kick out threes. So um, that's kind of the, the poison you have to pick where Nebraska just doesn't have seven foot one, 260 pound two-time All-Big Ten center. Like, that's just the reality of it. And so they have to just hope that they can contain Hunter Dickinson and um, the rest of Michigan's cast is going to struggle. You you look back at the last time they played out there, um, Nebraska had a chance to win in Ann Arbor. They only lost by six. Um, and Michigan went like 2 of 15 from behind the arc in that game. So that that's what needs to happen. you got to be able to keep – Dickinson from completely taking over the game, um, and then the rest of the players around him just missing shots. But you know, if, if Michigan comes out, which has happened a lot up there, and, and starts draining everything and, and blows that game open uh, early from the jump, that, that's going to be a tough hill for Nebraska to climb. We're talking to Robin Washit. Robin, this weekend Super Bowl, it's going down. Eagles, Chiefs. <laughs> um, you know, I, I <laughs> kind of have an idea. Who cares? He says. I love it. Who are you going with? Say it for the people in the back. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm rooting for my fantasy football team. That's, that's all I care about. I knew that. Uh, Come on. I knew that. Like, no, that was the answer. Give us I knew a it was pick. Coming. Give us a pick. I mean, well, yeah, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Oh. It's like rooting for the Patriots. This reminds me of like 2018 when it was the Eagles Patriots. Like, you know, it was like rooting for like the best team that always wins and has like fans that, you know, rub it in your face against your most hated rival in all of sports. Like there there's no there's no winning here. So but if I have to pick one I'm gonna go with the Chiefs just because um any day the Philadelphia Eagles lose is a good day. Yeah. I like mm. what you said there. I mean I, I've been saying on the show you cannot trust a man who wears an Eagles beanie. Like get away from him. Oh my god that guy that guy is definitely gonna try to steal your car steering. Yes. I feel like you're playing it safe with that answer. You took the high road with the <laughs> NFC East crap. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's always going to win out. Yeah, but I think you look at the other side. If the Eagles do win, it's like a lose-lose across the board for you and I both. Yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> again, like I said, there, there's no, like, good scenario here. But if I have to pick the the least antagonizing one for me, go Chiefs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like to see the I like to see people suffer. <laughs> You can't win. I want everybody else to be miserable. Too. Yeah, I want everybody to be miserable. <laughs> I love oh it. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I was gonna ask who's the goat, but it seems like uh, you know everybody's talking about that today. Oh yeah, Hooks. everybody's talking Robin. about it. Did you get a chance to catch it last night? Robin LeBron set the all-time scoring record. Yeah, I didn't see the actual moment. I watched up through the first half, so I saw him get the first twenty of those. Um, yeah, I mean. I don't like to compare eras because Jordan played a different game than LeBron does. You know, I don't know. Uh, you can pick one or the other. Obviously, I think when all said and done, LeBron's going to have the better stats. But you know, Jordan's Jordan, and you know, he he changed the game more than any player in the history of basketball, arguably. So, uh, 
you know, I, I, it's one of those debates where it's like you could have it every day for the rest of your life and no one's going to change their opinion on it. Um, I just like to appreciate greatness. I know a lot of people don't like mm-hmm. LeBron and you know, a lot of his just dramatic antics uh, are certainly annoying at times, <laughs> but you cannot deny that um, he is in that conversation as one of the two best players ever to play NBA basketball. And now he has a pretty good uh, card in his in his hand right now to, to support that claim uh, where he's he's literally the greatest scorer in NBA history. Well, well said, because I think there's no, like, that's one of those debates, like, you try to argue with a four-year-old, and you're never winning, yeah. and neither are they. It's, on, it's, on it's a generational debate. Like, mm-hmm. there are a group of people that are going to have that conversation that never saw Jordan, like, didn't watch those, you know, that series against the, the Suns or whatever, like, when he was, like, at his peak form, you know, where they grew up on LeBron. And so they're going to have a different opinion about what LeBron is because they, they lived it, whereas... Old guys like us, you know, we we grew up watching Jordan and his like he helped shape our uh, fandom of of basketball mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways and, and sports culture in a lot of ways. So you know that that is something that we've experienced that younger people didn't get to uh, just just because of the the generation that they're in. So it's one of those deals again. Everybody's going to have their own opinion. No one's ever going to change it. We'll probably have this debate for. Another twenty years until somebody else can uh, try to make their case to unseat both of those guys. Nope, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's uh, you don't win it, but I I am with you. I like to watch and experience greatness until you like. It's one of those things that you don't even realize it until it's past you almost. And we've gotten a chance. Well, I've gotten a chance yeah. to watch both Jordan and LeBron, and it's it's just like the NFL quarterbacks. We've it's the same thing. You don't even realize it until yeah. you're like, oh crap. You know, you kind yeah, of I mean, it's, it. it's like Brady, you yep. know, like I hated Tom Brady, but I can look back and appreciate just how incredible his career was and why he's the greatest quarterback ever to play. Mm-hmm. So, all right, good stuff, Rob, man. We'll get you out of here, man. Appreciate it. And uh, hopefully the next time we talk, it's with a, something in our hand or in a Nebraska victory tonight against Michigan. Absolutely. You know, you never know. Uh, like I said, anything can happen, but uh, Nebraska's got to, Got some work to do tonight. We'll see if they can do it. All right, Rob. Appreciate it, brother. We'll talk soon. Yep, see you. Robin Watch, HuskinLine.com right there. And if you missed any of that, like I said, you can go after the show, go to the podcast, ESPNLincoln.com, and also take the time. Uh, Robin, every day on game day, he puts out the Nebraska game day article, and you can look at the ins and outs of everything there and get his score prediction and how he's doing on the season. Straight up and against the spread, by the way. Mm -hmm. He's got his score prediction out, and we're going to give ours uh, later. Because we have a daily parlay, and I'm sure one of us might throw it in there. So. No, don't look at me. <laughs> I don't bet with my heart, unlike you, and it screws us. Uh, well, you also missed some yesterday, too, so let's <laughs> relax with your heart. With you. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're an idiot. Wait till I get to the daily parlay, and you talk about your heart. Yeah, what about it? Don't worry about it, because I'm writing a note here. Cause I think I remember something about you. Oh, I know where you're going with this, and that is nope. not fair. It is very fair. We are so. ve- uh, four years out from that. Nope. All right, we'll take a break. We're going to come back talk LeBron James, the new all-